Okay, and welcome to wrestling and everyone from top to the bottom, from the left to the right to the rafters. Welcome to wrestling and and I have a su surprise topic this week for Justin. I haven't told him about it, but um, it's something I think we should discuss today in lieu of the month that it is. We are going to talk about wrestling and black wrestlers. We're going to talk about some of the best okay. black wrestlers ever. Um, you okay. know, they've ha obviously had a historical place in wrestling from back in the day all the way to now, going with their own hardships that they had to deal with uh, not too long ago at all. Um, not too long ago at all. And so I think it'd be a good time to talk about, you know, some of the best black wrestlers you know, or even any shade in between. We're talking about uh, so many great wrestlers in American history um, that I'd love to talk about. But before we get into that, Justin, how are you? In Ring Art, at In Ring Art, Justin, how's the art going, by the way? Uh, not too bad. Um, I, I know it was officially announced, uh, the pop-up that I'm going to be a part of. Um, and we talked about it the last uh, I, Yeah, it podcast, wasn't official official yet, but uh, I think... It is official official. It is official. It's Friday, March 31st, 1 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. I probably won't be there the whole time. I'm going to try my best to get to the Ring of Honor show. We'll see how that goes. Um, over at the uh, Button Mash, which is like kind of a, you know, barn I'm excited grill kind for of place. place. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's got video games and stuff, and I'll be there as part of the um, Wrestling for Sale Cheap Heat pop-up um, with a bunch of other awesome creators um, like Violent Miracle and Stash Pages and all that stuff, so it should be pretty cool. Um, is this like an Insta-based Insta uh, community here? Or is it just like, is it Instagram-based or is it just wrestling-based? You guys love wrestling. Wrestling. These are all wrestling, like uh, Stash Pages and Violent Miracle. They kind of do a lot of. Uh, I'm sure if you see some of the shirts and stuff, you're like, oh, th those guys. So, um, yeah, really cool, cool stuff. Um, and they've they invited you to join them. Yeah, I was with the. Yeah, Wrestling for Sale Ted. That's the guy who kind of does it and invites this guys. And ever since last year's SummerSlam, um, I, this is kind of the second thing I've done with all of them. And. Um, we're running it back, and there should be a lot of people coming through, um, I'd imagine, because everyone in the wrestling world is going to be Well, I mean, everyone's going to be in L.A. Uh, we've got a show one mile away from the the, the venue, right, uh, uh, that night. Uh, uh, so. Not that close, but you know what? That's okay, a good how question. How far? I'm going to look it up right now in uh, and real I, time. I, I, and I'm at Wrestling for Sale while he's, uh, just to give a shout out here, we've got a, Mil a 1975 Mil Mascara shirt. Um, we've got a 1982 Mid-South Junkyard Dog hat, trucker hat. Now, this is a type of trucker hat that nowadays would be popular, but in 1982, uh, they were selling that. So, Wrestling for Sale with some real vintage shit. Yeah, man, everything you can even imagine. Uh, incredible stuff. <clears throat> if, um, if you, I would never wear these T-shirts, though. Let's be fair. I mean, I'm not a collection. <laughs> I'm not going to buy a three hundred and fifty dollar Saturday Night Main Event T-shirt, you know, and sport that. But uh, 
Pretty well, cool you know stuff. they do though. If you, some people buy three hundred fifty dollars shoes, sneakers, and they wear them, so um, so Would it's you about buy a four hundred and twenty five dollar Marty Janetti shirt and wear it though. I wouldn't buy a four hundred dollar. <laughs> I wouldn't buy a Marty Janetti shirt, no matter what the price is. <laughs> Wow. Um, but there's people that are so into collecting and the completers. Like some people, will go to they they'll know that Ted's gonna be at this thing and have one shirt they want and they'll be there early to get it. That in oh. amongst other people searching for like their own personal grails. It's really incredible. So um, the Galen Center is about five miles <clears throat> from uh, Button Mash, and it, right okay. now it's a 12 minute drive without traffic probably. Um, but about that's an not hour. How LA works? It has traffic no matter what. Well, no. Right now, if we were to go from Button Mash to the Galen Center, it'd be twelve minutes because it's right. It, yeah, it's not that far. It's just south of downtown. It, this is the basketball arena that USC plays at. So I'm hoping I'm gonna get there as early as possible. I'm gonna, you know, we'll probably get there early to go to the pop up to set up at eleven ish, ten eleven ish, and I'll try and help Ted out with his stuff too. Um, and, and, and if then, we if we get if we get close to the date and we decide hey uh, you're gonna stay at there and stuff if you decide that a week before something we you know we'll let the pod people know too that I'm selling another ticket. yeah I, but I have a feeling there might be other people that are trying to get that show too because I don't really know how many peach people are gonna be at this thing past you know three four o'clock because there's so much stuff that night. Um, even the night before, there's something at the Globe, and it starts at 4, yeah. and I, I get off work at 4. I don't know if I'll be... <laughs> oh, there's we'll so see. much stuff, dude. Thursday, you've got Bloodsport at the Ukrainian. Yeah, uh, I, got I, I was thinking Saturday morning, they got uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch, but that probably sold out. Um, okay. There was, there was something on Saturday at like 11.59 p.m. at... Too, but you know, I figured let me get a little closer to that. Let me get my tax refund money back. Oh, oh they're doing a they're shows. doing a post WrestleMania show. Okay, I I, I want to know if there's something going on during WrestleMania. <laughs> I don't think there they, is. I wish there was because it's like they did. They've done that in Japan. They've done shows during the Tokyo Dome, and they do sell out. You know, not everyone wants to go watch, uh, you know, a sixty thousand seat arena show. Uh, yeah, yeah, excuse yeah, me, yeah. Up stadium. I don't. Yeah. So I mean, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see. We're we're all. This is all. This has been being uh, planned for. I, I mean, I started planning it like months and months ago, and now we're all figuring putting the pieces together. It's yeah. coming up quick though, dude. Not only am I going to have my drawings, but I'm going to uh, have some new stickers are being made right now, hopefully. And lapels. I have lapel pins are officially ordered. Which I want to say, guys, I seen his lapel pins, and it's not just because he's my. Uh, well, I haven't seen the actual pins, Justin, uh, but I've uh -huh. seen the preview art that you gave me, and I know that he's my co-host, but uh, if they didn't look good, I just wouldn't say anything, but they actually look really good, and he, he and his wife went into Photoshop and redid all the colors, and uh, so, because you have to only use like 18 colors, right? Or, or is it less? Or, I think it's, I don't know if it's necessarily the colors, though, <clears throat> but you have to make sure all the black lines are solid. Um, yeah. So, so that was the hardest challenge in making the color, color solid. Um, you know, since I use marker and pencil sometimes, that always doesn't come out, especially with like hair. So we had to go in and fix that. And I'm using a guy who has done a lot of pins for wrestlers before and is kind of in the mix there. So um, it's going to be from a legit source. Um, I will hopefully get them in a few weeks and start selling them 
a little bit before then, but of course I'll have, I should have, unless I do incredibly well and sell them out, which I don't plan on, I should have plenty left over for the pop-up along with artwork and some stickers, which I usually, you know, are pretty minimal to give yeah. out or sell at minimal cost. So, um, cool. yeah. So um, we're, we're, we're excited for that. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll just, br- we'll probably bring that up every show. Um, and we'll, uh, fill in the, we'll, uh, fill in the coloring book, uh, close as close as we get to the events, uh, or plural events. But, uh, yeah. right now, button mash, uh, March 30, 30, 31st, right? Yes. Justin. Yes. March 31st. And, and when do you, when do you, ar- when do you arrive in LA? March, probably March 31st at about midnight. Oh, you're wait. Oh, I see. Okay. So I'm going straight to my bungalow or whatever. Got you. You get okay. what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So I'll see you Friday and Saturday. Yeah, bright and early. We're gonna you're gonna pick you up early. I don't know morning. if I'm gonna get any good sleep that night. I might like take a Benadryl on the airplane or some shit. We'll see. Even though it's only it's such a short flight, you can't really sleep. Yeah, it's like two <laughs> hours, right? Yeah. So maybe I'll bring a Benadryl and. Uh, just take one when I get off. So on the Uber ride to the motel, I start passing out. We'll see. Um, okay. Or I'll just tell my doctor that I have flight anxiety and he'll give me a bunch of Xanax. Anyways, um, no, we're not really going to do that. Mm. That's 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 a no-no. Um, anyways, next up, uh, did you see the NXT injury today? I did not. I didn't really. I, I knew there was. An I didn't NXT even know. Show. I didn't even know there was a show. I way, knew I there forgot. was one, but like once again, I don't really know anyone on the show, so it wasn't something I was gonna. Go. Is it on Peacock? Pro- Dude, I have no clue. I'm gonna say yes oh, because okay. I mean, where else would it be? Well, I know the shows themselves are on USA, and they do the same thing. They're not like on Peacock. Like they used to be. Well, for, first of all, I'm gonna say right? you you do need to give NXT a little bit more of a chance here and there because I, I know I know. I'm just not like saying before there's a lot of future superstars on there, a lot right. of great talent. But uh, no, I I get you. This was not a big show. You right. know what I mean? It's not like it wasn't the talk of the town. But uh, so from the image, and I don't have my sources correct here. It was just an image I saw. It looked like Duke Hudson had his finger completely rearranged. Um, I mean, there was a picture of him with his arm up and his like middle or ring finger was just going at a right angle from the center of it. Oh, you get what I'm saying? I don't know who Duke Hudson is, but I feel bad for him. Think it was him. Um, Doc Hudson. Hudson. Oh, Doc Hudson's from the movie Cars. My bad. That's the no. That's Paul Newman. No. Okay. Duke the dumpster Drosy. They brought him back. No, it was it was Duke Hudson. He's an Australian okay. guy. Um, I believe, but you. I don't know. It might not have been him at all because oh. loses poker hand. Cut. I'm looking at him up, and uh, I'm not finding anything. So if it isn't him, then whoever it is, I'm really sorry. But yeah, man, yeah, get back soon. And maybe yeah, I got it. Yeah, had... I could give NXT a run at some point. You know, you don't even need to do all that. It's just you know maybe check out some of their big matches on there big shows especially since uh one of their guys is going to be the top wwe guy in about a year or two so you might as well figure out who he is now braun breaker i know who he is i'm surprised he's not up already yeah uh so anyways i'll figure out who that guy was as the show goes on i could have sworn it was duke hudson but again you know 
It just happened. I don't think they're writing articles about it at this point. Um, so we'll go back just a little bit here. Let's talk about some stuff we have not talked about. Uh, I don't want to do a long-form review, uh, but a general consensus here from the two of us. What do you think about the Royal Rumble? Uh, Royal Rumble. Overall, pretty good show. Women's Rumble better than the men's. Um, I agree, but people told me that's not true. No, but I mean, I it, the it men's rumble was good, but I just thought it was so predictably booked and just, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, there him, were him coming in at 30. I mean, like, I understand he might not have been in, you know, peak physical condition, but, um, you know, like him coming in at 30 and winning against the guy who was number one, who was in there for an hour. I mean, where's the the baby face having to overcome something it was ridiculous no dude he did fight fight gunther quite a bit though i know he but the guy had been in there for an hour though well i know but i think the story is like he's that much of a fucking god like he's that much of a beast you know is like Who? even though uh gunther he was in there for one i hour, know but he still... was in there for an hour and no he was gunther was totally the baby face in that situation because yeah, I had a guy that came in fresh at number 30 against him who came in at number one. I mean, come on. Mm, yeah. I don't... You know, it was predictable. I'll say this. Uh, when Do you remember when Seth Rollins won the Royal Rumble a few years ago? Three years ago? Three years Something ago? like that. Was Seems it? like a distant memory now, but yeah. Yeah, I know. And he wore, like, the Bears gear and stuff. It's like, that was pretty predictable, too. The thing is, though, is, like... Cody winning is more exciting than he him winning back then, you know. Well, so, I think yeah, with, it was predictable, but uh, they could have just maybe put Sami Zayn in there too, just to have two of them at the end where you could think, oh wow, who are they going to go with? Some level of of doubt or you know not knowing, but it was pretty predictable the whole time. I mean, they could have just put Cody and reversed the position, and I don't know if Cody was up to it physically being in there for an hour, but. If they really wanted to do it right, that's what I really think they should have done. If they could have, he, yeah, if or he could five or ten the or whatever, the struggling, you know? the struggling baby face that uh, have him come in at twenty through. Yeah, have him come in at twenty and fight a really fresh big guy at thirty, like Gunther or Brock well, or can, something. Can can you at least uh, concede that you know this was good for Gunther? Oh yeah, I mean no, it looked good for him, I guess. Um, I mean, for as sure. A super yeah. po- as a as it a did, it, it did champion. no harm to him for sure. Yeah, it did no harm to him for I, sure. I think a lot of and people it, came out of it looking good, but I do agree. And with it showed you. a lot of trust in him, and um, you can tell that the company thinks pretty well of Gunther at this point. If I they put him in that, that position. I gotta tell you this though, bro. I need to be careful with smoking weed and watching wrestling. And I know this isn't something you deal with, but like, <laughs> I find whenever I get really high and watch wrestling, I'm always like, that was the best fucking match I've ever seen. Even if like it was just an okay match. Well, so, sounds uh, good though. As long as you can, I think that makes you enjoy it more, right? Well, I, I smoked before I watched the Women's Royal Rumble, and when uh, Nia Jax came in, I loved how all the women like were doing like move after move on her. You know, we had drop kick, and then a lariat, and then another drop yeah. kick. Like, I love that spot, dude. Only thing I'm worried about is that uh, she's going to be back now. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. She hasn't I, been on I, TV? Just not a fan of hers in terms of just, no. you know. 
She's no, like me neither. Not a good wrestler. She hurts people. Uh, you know, I know. I'm probably she's not on, that on charismatic. She's she's yeah. She's never. Her character work is pretty good. She can be a really good heel, um, but there's just not I, a lot of other stuff to it I other than that. I just don't think she's really been, been much of a needle mover for, for the hardcores. Maybe the casuals. You know, she's the big woman. But uh, you have Raquel Gonzalez right now, who's much better than her, and she's also like a big woman. Um, not yeah, chubby, she's like six obviously, feet. but she's no, huge. she's like yeah. six feet tall. Yeah, she's pretty good. Yeah. Um, um, also, yeah. I loved Ro- Roxanne Perez in the uh, in the Women's Royal Rumble. She is just yeah, she's really so good. great. Yeah, and, very young um, too. Very young. I mean, she's already NX champ at what like twenty. I don't even think she can twenty twenty one something like that. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, very young. yeah. And I've been hearing about her stuff from for, from her for years too. Yeah, hearing about her for years. Well, so. she's been doing ROH for a while too, so very. Young. Was she? Yeah, I think so. She was in ROH or TNA, one of those. She was the champion. Yeah, Rocks, Roxy, um, and then the main event. You know, we already had uh, Sammy turn. It came kind of quick. I think we all think, but uh, I do think though you you laid out a great. You you laid out a great situation doing your armchair booking that kind of intrigued me. And now that they're not doing that, I'm a little disappointed. You were bringing up Double Gold Dash, and I was like, actually, at first I kind of argued, and then I thought about it. I was like, that's actually kind of a great idea. And obviously they are going to hotshot Roman Reigns versus, and I say hotshot because they're just doing it. Like They're just doing it. He's not even in the happen. elimination chamber. No. Yeah. Which is um, for the American uh, U.S. title. So I think they fucked yeah. up. Yeah, I, uh, you know... The thing about the double gold dash that I thought would have really worked well, and I know we talked about Cody not having to overcome anything, so maybe I'm going to kind of be a hypocrite about it here, but it would have been a really good way to protect Roman, right? Having, you know, if Roman does drop the titles to Cody, like we think might just happen. um, It'll be a disappointment if he doesn't. Yeah, so I think if that actually happens... Um, you can always have the thing. Well, he had to defend the titles the night before, as True. well. So it would really protect Roman as that monster heel to have that happen. Um, but you so it think been that good. he? But but at the same time, you would have wanted to seen. You would have wanted to seen Sami Zayn get beat. I think I we're mean, what we're we're heading towards at Mania with Sami Zayn, which I don't think is an awful spot. Uh, is it, it's going to be you know him and, and Kevin Owens against the Usos, or you know Solo, and uh, the other one, the the long haired not mullet one. Jamie well, I don't Jay, love I don't it. Know. I don't but love I, it because Jay Uso it, has already shown his. Yeah, I, I think here's what that we're could be a, a match of the of the of the weekend uh, in WWE. Um, those four guys in a ring could be really great, though. I mean, in terms of just an in ring match. I'll tell you this, man, and I don't really like armchair booking because I'm not that good at it, but I'm going to go off what you said. Night one, um, Sammy loses to Roman, okay? It just happens, but that sets up a rematch a couple months later, right? And then Cody wins the next night, right? So Cody is the champion, and now we can focus on this feud. Sammy attacks, you know, Roman out of nowhere, and we can move on with that feud, but uh, we'll see. We can still do Sammy costing him the title on two, um, somehow. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll, then we'll, can, we'll, yeah, we will. Uh, we will wait and see. But 
again um, listen it's I, not I the got most... like a five minute limit on armchair booking on this podcast yeah it's so. listen we'll just put it this way wrestlemania should be pretty good i think i mean um it doesn't sound like a horrible situation they're in cody and roman will be really interesting when they start building it probably right after uh illumination chamber um, gunther's we'll start gonna to have see a that match. cody bill gunther's gonna have a good match too probably yeah, yeah, it should be fun, man. Uh, still don't want to be in a giant arena for it, unless no. like, unless know, one of the listeners <laughs> feels like giving us uh, some 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 VIP seats. Tickets. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll, I'll we'll I'll, I'll definitely happens. be tuning in for sure. Um, unless I find an alternative, we could just uh, chill outside the thing. arena and listen to it on the radio. Oh, that's or you can not probably see anymore. those. Yeah, you can see those screens. See the screens uh, from outside the arena. Yeah, uh, even though we could just see those screens on our phone. Right. Yeah. So well. we'll see what happens. Uh, I wanted to bring up a little stardom. Stardom had a big show recently. I did not see it, but this is just a funny kind of anecdote for you. Um, I turned on stardom at like, you know, 1 a.m. And my roommate next door came in and we watched it and it was the craziest match. It was a. OK, how do I explain this? It was a gauntlet match. OK. And every time you won the uh, the wheel of fortune would spin you get what i'm saying and choose the next opponent hmm Does that make sense yeah like but almost, here was the gimmick it, here, here almost the gimmick. like a little royal rumble-ish type of feel to it little royal rumble but no timer no timer like it wasn't every well in one terms minute, of not was... knowing who's going to come out next yes exactly well yeah 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 so here's the funny part though if the match went 10 minutes both girls were eliminated. If the so match, it had, okay. If it had a 10-minute time limit, uh, it had a 10-minute time limit, both girls were eliminated, and then two new girls came in from the, the, the Wheel of Fortune. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And so uh, pretty cool little match type. Um, I thought it was the main event because it was so fantastic, and then they are like, no, nah, this is the opener. So... Hmm. Uh, but um, it was fun to watch, and my uh, my roommate watched it with me. Um, so shout out to Stardom with their... They've been kind of experimenting with these weird matches. They had, like, the uh, Squid Game Money Ball match, you know. They've had uh, this one. So just wanted to say that was a cool little match. I think it was for the high-speed title, and I think uh, that's where the 10 minutes comes from. I really got to uh, dig in and... and you know put some stardom in my wrestling Brain. diet man yeah i think that's what you say about every good wrestling company i know talk it's about. just so hard man especially with uh, yeah <laughs> I you mean, gotta I, find one of those weeks there's nothing good going on in your main companies and that's a lot with new japan but uh thing is is when fantastic mania comes up i'm definitely watching all that bro yeah it's not, oh look at this i'm watching in uh Jay Lethal, I'm sorry, Jay White is wearing a Jay Briscoe shirt coming there out. There you go. And the what one I ordered. Watching, Ram? I'm watching February oh. 5th. Oh, you're watching February 5th. Okay. New, new beginning, and he's coming. he came out with a Jay Briscoe shirt. I love it. That's fantastic. So, we're speaking of new beginning. You said you saw a couple of those shows? I Well, I saw the February 4th one that had uh, the main event of Shoto Umino and, and Naito. You, you watched that main event? Yes, yes. And how was that match? Well, I will start by saying the best nat match, which I recommend everyone checking out, um, is the junior tag match with... Uh, Doki? 
Doki and uh, Kanemaru against Catch-22. It was a great match. Really great Just match. Just four guys. Is that what they're called? Uh, yes. Two of the Just Four Guys. Great gimmick. Love that. Um, just four guys. They're, it's like, we're in Suzuki Goon. We can't find any other friends. And so, we're just going to be... Ball? Have they announced Sorry. what's going on with Suzuki and uh, Ren Narita and uh, Desperado? Uh, it, lo it looks like they're going to team up for the six-man tag. I just kind of saw that angle here. Oh, that's it. They're not going to start like a new... Right. Starting the new. No, it doesn't seem they're 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 teaming up to take out House of Torture. It seems like. Do you have to yeah. deal with some personal stuff, Justin? No, 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 no. One of them was just looking for a tennis ball for some reason, and I had to tell him I don't know where it one is. And are you wearing a necklace, Justin? Uh. <laughs> so what's going on? We cleaned out like one of our closets, and it was just like all this nostalgia in there. And I found this chain. You didn't and I have just to hide on. it. Um, I found that this chain I'm that not, I had, I'm not I used, used that to wear. Justin being a, <laughs> it's just uh, a silver chain, chain. wearer. It's just pretty a soon you're going to be have like gold chains and rings and shit. On your I found finger. some, some, some old pictures of me and my wife and it was just like kind of crazy. So I just threw this on, but could I you possibly on turn, turn your artwork work into a gold ring? Like, so a it's what? a ring, and then it, could you turn your artwork into a gold ring? So, where it's like the ring and then the artwork on the top? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't think I would. No, so the, 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 uh, moving on. So, the, um, the uh, tag team match was awesome, and you're saying that was yes. better than the main event? Yeah, um, yeah, I found it to be. Shoto is good, and it was it, it was thirty two minutes, which I felt was way too long, Probably. for yeah for that for angle, and there was a there wasn't very smooth at times. There was a few kind of botches and stuff, and mm. I I'm gonna chalk that up to Shoto's inexperience, uh, to Shooter there, so Shooter didn't look that sharp. Um, you know, well, I know he's you know I've I've heard like like Meltzer specifically. He thinks that Umino's probably one of the weakest out of his class. Uh, I think he he thinks Narita's a better wrestler, and he yeah. thinks that Suji is better, and he thinks that Uemura is the best out of all of them. That uh, could be very that could be very very true. Um, so we'll we'll see over time. That being he's said, they yeah no he's twenty five. Uh, he's very well put together. The dude looks tremendous. He's he's very handsome. Um, I wish his hair, he, but you know, my wife is like, are they wrestling each other? Like they look the same Naito and they have yeah. almost the same haircut. Like Naito's looks like it's done with the Floby, and it's a little like, you know, cause he cuts his own <laughs> hair apparently. What? And no, my wife says that when you look on Wikipedia in Japanese, it's so much more details. It tells about, about his hair. Naito. About his hair, about his childhood going to baseball games, and his dad taking him all these New Japan shows. It's amazing. Oh. She was telling me his... Anyways, I guess when you go to the Japanese Wikipedia, they have a lot more details on these guys. So maybe we'll have to do a show where uh, <laughs> Marie, uh, your wife translates the Japanese Wikipedia, Wikipedia. Japanese Wikipedia. She can use it yeah. to teach me. But uh, that's pretty right. fascinating. So, okay. So we've got some um, non-mentioned non facts about... Uh, 
Tetsuya Naito. Tetsuya Naito. Yeah. Super big company guy. I know there was that rumor out there about him being a free agent that was shot down drives by him a, himself, of all people. Drives like a Nissan van by himself. Is that true? And, right? I don't I don't know about that. Is I that think he heard? drives a van. He drives a van into the shows. Because the joke was like, yeah, you got fucking dumbass... Uh, Ibushi buying like a Maserati or whatever and like Naito just uh, there's a video of him driving into the arena in a big ass silver van dude nice yeah. that's kind of comp actually uh, well anyways so yeah. um I think uh, Sh uh, Shooter needs to develop a little bit more of a unique look he's well put together he's his body isn't what he usually is in their early 30s like I know we talked about on the wrestling and age episode maybe or just like yeah um wrestlers don't really like i'm looking at jay white the guy's already put together he's barely 30 but um shota umino looks great handsome dude his hair just kind of looks like naito's his tights and presentation are like tanahashi you know, so and you're, you know? You're, you're you're totally right in fact sometimes he looks so much like tanahashi it's kind of off-putting i'm like uh like when he's like you know celebrating and stuff or Going yeah. In. Yeah. So when he when he no, had the I twist agree. perm, you know, it really was a Tana clone. But now he just looks like a Nino clone. So I think he's got to go in there with it. Maybe get himself a a mullet or just some, <laughs> look a little different than these other guys. And that takes but, the, the, like that does take time. You know, like don't forget what Jay White looked like the first year or two. I mean, sure. he had no beard and he looked still a little bit young boyish, but he was trying to be this evil. Heel. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people took him that serious until he his neckline got muscular and then he got the yeah. goatee type of thing going. Then it started really rolling. So really coming and together. Not and I mean not. To, I don't mean to compare Nakamura to uh, Umino because Nakamura was like like a young boy that was like or he was years ahead like from his beginning. But it took Nakamura years to fall into his gimmick. Years. Like, it wasn't until much later that he fell into the Michael Jackson, Freddie Mercury, you know? <laughs> my, I'm so. sorry. In the background, my kids are playing with the little droids they got at Disneyland, and my wife's recording the dog's reactions to what them are they, right BB, Are they BB-8s or what? BB-8, and one's like an R2 kind of unit. And then you hear the laughing in the background. Hey, it's all part of the show. But, um... Now I yeah. want to see it. <laughs> yeah, when Tell you Tell her come, to send me the see. video. Yeah. I can send it yeah. to you. She sends it to me. Awesome but uh, no, Umino, he's got some work to do, and um, yes, we'll see because his, comp his competition's coming up soon. Narita is already there. Narita's great, and yeah, we'll see that Yoda Suji and uh, Uemura. We we've still got a really exciting class of young lions coming up, man. Yeah, and I think Shooter's the one that you want on the cover of the magazines and all that stuff. Um, you know, he's got an electric look. Just handsome guy. I think he's the guy that you can have on. You know, Uemura though is a good-looking good guy too, and he's ripped. The face of yeah, yeah, he's a yeah. He that's is a true junior, too. But uh, Uemura is you know, a junior. He's he's technically a junior, but you know he's a little shorter. But you know they still call, call Clark Connors a junior. Well, so Clark Connors is like five seven or five eight. He's pretty short. I I thought Uemura was pretty tall. We will we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, um, he's at Impact right now, so. He's yeah. doing like an excursion from an excursion, so we right. will uh, wait and see. So yeah, that and that was good. We did a first talk, and we didn't even bring up AEW because there's really nothing going on right now that important. Um, except yeah, that we'll be watching like ROH it. soon. So 
True. I hope that Samoa Joe is there. I want to watch him again. I would imagine he would be. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about wrestling and black wrestlers. Are you interested? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, if you said fuck no, I'd be like, uh... But you didn't. Okay, good. Oh, uh, you know what? So, I think my wife's talking with her parents, so she's showing them what they got at Disneyland and stuff. That's exactly what's oh, going on. Oh, because she's speaking in Japanese? Yeah, and she has her phone. I think her parents are on a uh, on the FaceTime. FaceTime. Yeah, you hear her talking in Japanese. Hang on, be quiet first. Hang on. Well, I... Oh, yeah, I hear it. Dude, she's got a thick-ass accent. What is she, from the Wests? Osaka. Oh, yeah, I can barely understand her. Okay, well, anyways, I'm just... Osa- I'm uh, Kana has a... I mean, Kana. Kan, Kan's Asuka. Asuka. Asuka, uh, Asuka has a really thick Osakan accent, too. Yeah. Kanzai. Kanzai accent. Um, so, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth, and I'm going to start out talking about this pretty bluntly. Um... And this is, I hope this doesn't rub people the wrong way or anything, but I had a coworker recently and oh, I shouldn't even say that. I knew a guy recently who said, what's up with black? And, and I know you'll shrug, you'll shrug and you'll fucking bat your eyes at this. And I would too. But he says, how come black people try to say they were the first to do this? They were the first to do this. Why don't white people do that? And I told him, you know. If you go through the history of how African Americans have been treated in America, then it's a huge fucking deal when a black person is the first to do something in this country. Considering, you know, they were stomped down for years, and and in a way still are. In a lot of places, in a way they still are. I mean, they basically, white people had about a 300 year head start on them in this country. They wouldn't teach them how to read. They wouldn't, you know, they kept them down. They were oppressed like purposefully for many 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 years and still to this day are not uh, even to mention you know black women uh oh yeah have had so many babies of politicians from hundreds of years ago we don't even know about how many you know it's just ridiculous so i take a lot of pride in talking about black wrestlers um i think it's awesome and honestly, I, I wish that the one thing that disappoints me looking back is in our generation, we have, well, you can get into The Rock, right? Like The mm-hmm. Rock, okay? Sure. Rock is is black, right? I mean, yeah. I, I know some people... Half black, half Samoan. Yeah, there, there's a little black, bit. nonetheless. The Rock, probably the most, one of the most successful wrestlers of all time, if not, you know. Um, and he definitely transcends, you know, I'm black or I'm this. He's just, I mean, he's one of the most popular people in the world right now, right? Without a doubt. I mean, he's the, you know, one of the biggest draws in in the box office. Everybody knows who he is, even to the point where some people don't even realize he was a wrestler. It's kind of crazy, huh? It's, Wor- it's world, insane. World famous. Um, truly world famous. And, you know... We talk about Stone Cold, obviously, the merch sells, but I'm sure The Rock was always right there with them. Um, Stone Cold and The Rock both kind of quit early uh, for different reasons, but The Rock comes up as, you know, one of the best black wrestlers of all time, and that's definitely undeniable when you look at his dad. Who is his dad? Rocky Johnson. Rocky Johnson. So, 
Rocky Johnson, another guy that's considered one of the better black wrestlers. A little before our time, did you watch him in WWF when uh, he was kind of having his second coming? Or was that before your time? Before my time. Before okay. my time, for sure. Um, now, yeah. I've heard Rocky Johnson was kind of a bullshitter, to be honest. I'm just going to say straight up. I've heard he wasn't a straight shooter. Like Umino, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's funny because I, I have watched a little bit of Young Rock, um, and that's how exactly how he's kind of portrayed. Is he portrayed that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and what does he like? Does he say like, "Oh, we're gonna do this, this, and that," and it doesn't doesn't turn out that way, or what? Or he's like, "I'm gonna be in this big show," and then it's like at a swap meet or whatever. You know, mm. he ta- You know, he he's very like optimistic and that kind of thing, but. Um, Hey, you know, I know Young Rock takes a lot of heat. I haven't really seen it recently, but I know Young Rock, a lot of people think it's cheesy and stuff, but it's just a good little fun watch. It's nothing more and nothing less. It's not really for us hardcore wrestling fans. It's for the casual viewer. But anyway, yeah, that's how he's portrayed um, pretty much in the show. Yeah. um, Yeah, I I could see that. And uh, by the way, whenever I turn on my camera, it like freezes for a second. Okay, there we go. So, yeah, Rocky Johnson, but historically um, an important black wrestler who was in many different positions. Um, Some of the people we're going to be talking about are, like, people you and I have never, ever seen. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. Because a lot of the the best, the people who really broke the molds and stuff were from back in the day. I hear this name a lot, Bobo Brazil. Have you heard that name? I have, yes. So, um... And the reason it's so important is, I mean, he was credited with breaking down barriers of racial segregation in professional wrestling. And he's considered one of the first professional, uh, successful African-American wrestlers from um, Little Rock, Arkansas. Now, we never saw him. He died in 1998 at 73. But you always hear of, you know, him and Pat Patterson having these legendary matches um, yeah, these are probably if you know what our grandparents would have heard of Bobo Brazil. Yeah, he's yeah. of that generation. You know, he was born in 1924, so that puts him at a guy in the you know 50s and 60s. So, in the 60 in the 60s, he was you know 35. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Um, so this is a guy that was probably famous in our grandparents' generation in terms of being a wrestler, but it is a name you hear a lot. But but even on top of our grandparents' generation, Justin, it was it was our the grandparents that lived in those areas. Now he was so popular. I'm sure he toured. I'm sure he was an LA mainstay. I think San Francisco was one of his main places. You know. De- yeah, it but, looks like Detroit, San Francisco, Florida. I think like, and he was even in uh, in JWA then in Japan. Uh, Maple Leaf. Oh, he, he rests. Oh, okay, JWA. So that, if you remember from our Anoki episode, and he was the heavyweight champion. Oh no, he did, and he was the NWA international heavyweight champion. Yeah. There. So I think that you know, like any of these guys that were big in the in the um, territory era, they went to all of them. Eventually, they made it through yeah. a good chunk of them. If they were that good, they were going to dance around for a while. Um, yeah. You know, especially if it was that early in the territory days, uh, they were definitely going to be all over the place the cool thing about bobo brazil and we're talking this is a very dark-skinned guy and you know people were uh cognizant of that back in the day how dark you were you know how black you were how white you looked it's sad 
But people cared about that shit back then. And Bobo Brazil was as dark as you can pretty much get. He was a very dark-skinned guy. And he managed to be a major babyface during his time period. Which is really awesome, um, if you think about it. At the same time, I think there, there might have been a little bit of like racism in that all too. I mean, if you go back to radio days, you had the the black dude who was lovable, but he was kind of unintelligent. Well, as unintel- Yeah, yeah. Or it um, was it was the sidekick um, or the, the comic sidekick. relief. Yeah, they yeah. had it with the the Japanese guy and the uh, the Green Ranger. Was it the Green Ranger or the Green Hornet? Green Hornet. With Kato, Okado, Okado yeah. from yeah. Uh, from Kato. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, you know, they had Okada right. do the Green Hornet gimmick, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're always seen as the harmless sidekick. Um, that's they're like kind of smart, but you know, it's like. But but no, with the black people, I mean, they were doing the straight up like unintelligent sidekick, like the slave type of assistant, you know. Or just like watch the beginning of uh, you know uh, Dumbo, or just any cartoon portrayal or anything like that, or just any. That, of the, that's if you the go blackface back and, garbage exactly. Or if you go back and look up like you know racist, uh, what's it called, corporate art, you'll like you said, you'll see the smiling black person with the big red it was horrible and or uh, just watch uh, you know even though i don't necessarily think that was the intention watching old three stooges and who's the butler who's the bellhop who's the you know uh you know uh, housekeeper you know what i mean yeah or it, it was always just like that um so so that's back then. and that I'm was glad. what he was up against that was you know for I'm, him to be against all that was pretty incredible because there was no like movie action stars with no black heroes oh, that was just not no. even close there wasn't no the you know, black dude was was the assistant uh back at the hotel you know and right. he he was he was clever but he was also kind of slow type of thing and uh that was that was the big thing so i'm glad that uh brazil was babyface you know, I hope that him being babyface had to do with his athletic ability and his likability and his charisma, which I'm sure it did. Um, and I hope that that wasn't tied to some stereotypes before that. But there's always a possibility. I want to move on from uh, Bobo Brazil to another, the Brown Bomber, Bearcat Wright. Of course, is his name you've heard before, right? Yes. 6'7", 267 pounds, okay? A uh, football player, I believe... Um, he was the first black world heavyweight championship winner in a promotion. And you'll, you'll notice the two different... The thing him and Bobo Brazil was also about six foot six. So was right away... Big? Yeah. Six, six, 270 is what he was billed at. So you had so, to be the part, bro. Yeah. So that's the thing is they had to not only... For them to even get this type of treatment, they probably had to be really big, or there had to be something. They couldn't be six foot one or five foot ten. No, it you couldn't wasn't be a normal work. dude like all the other yeah. wrestlers. You um, had you to, you had Pat to, Patterson size. Right, you had to really stand out to get even, you know, presented that way at all. So, and I, I'm imagining these these guys, these these uh, first black heavyweight champions, they must have had to be some real smart motherfuckers to deal with all the 
social situations they were going into. I mean, how many times did they go to venues where they were worrying about being stabbed afterwards? You know what I mean? Countless, I'm sure. And I would imagine guys like Bobo Brazil and, you know, all that might have, in this era, they would be, you know, all pro left tackles and stuff like that in the NFL if they were athletes or they would be NBA players or they would be baseball players or whatever. Um, well, they would definitely but, have a lot more options. That's for damn yeah, sure. Right, right. That's for damn sure. But, you know, who knows? They could have been. Well, like I'm looking at Bo Brazil. He played baseball in the Negro Leagues for the House of David. So oh, okay. He actually played a so little th- baseball. And I'm sure these guys were natural athletes to the top of their ability to get. I, yeah. mean, they, I mean, when you think of the competition, dude, you're dealing with all these other black athletes. Maybe some of them aren't as keen to work for Whitey fucking over, you know. Um, I hate to say that, but it's probably true. But some of these guys, you know what, too? A lot of these guys that went in and wrestled in, in more white areas, they probably had a lot of... Uh, black people that were angry at them for that for going against you know for going it's like oh you want to go work for those people I, i'm sure that's a possibility um sure. and i hope i'm not being a little too i'm not i hope i'm I, I hope i'm being sensitive enough for this topic but i i think that's a possibility um so bearcat right now if you remember they tried to rename uh keith lee keith lee at a bearcat which is funny because he's got a totally different body but uh uh, he, yeah. he was a heel. He Let's see. Uh, brawling style. And then as a face, he did splashes and stuff. But uh, this was pretty interesting. Um, while the territories were desegregated in most cases, racism persisted and promoters played up to this with stereotypical gimmicks, right? So the Asian guy was the mysterious, crafty oriental. Yeah. Um, an Asian wrestler with face paint who used the great Kabuki and Muda sneaky Asian. There was also the rich Arabic madman, such as the fireball throwing Sheik in Detroit. Yeah. Um, so, and a lot of black guys were island savages, you know? Yeah, or the ones that were, you know, Polynesian, Samoan, uh, they were portrayed as that. And I mean, honestly, it was just throughout society that's what it was. Cartoons to movies, television, all of media was portraying those people as those things that goes all the way to the 90s too justin i mean it, you look at it certainly does it goes to our childhoods obviously where we were seeing that we were i mean we were watching looney tunes and tom and jerry and all that stuff that were oh, still that's, being that's broadcast true, looney tunes and yeah, if you watch any that, of that stuff i know that um, yokozuna there was a big pushback from like the japanese american you know foundation or some group like that who was like, this is racist as shit, dude. He's not even Japanese. I didn't and realize that when I was a kid, of course, because we were just kids and we weren't, you know, subscribing to, to Dave Meltzer or anything like that. So we didn't know it was the guy's name was Rodney. I think I said it once on the show before. But, um, you know, my uncle used to work at the print shop in Paramount Studios and, for like 20 something years or whatever. And I guess. Oh, wow. The, the topic came to be, talk about wrestling, and they were talking about Yokozuna, and one of the, his co-workers or someone in the shop was like, that's my cousin Rodney. <laughs> and, that, you know, when my uncle told me that story, I'm like, I think my uncle kind of knew, but it just kind of blew me away. Like, Yokozuna's name is Rodney? you got to be kidding me. So that uh, kind of blew yeah. me away at the time. So, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, and even Turkey today, legs and mayonnaise. Uh, these days, uh, they were making a Michael Jackson movie a few years ago, and who did they cast? Um, Wait, they were? Yeah, and they, they cast a white actor, and then people were like, you can't do that, and, um, you know, I don't know what happened since, but there's been a lot of that kind of thing where... You know, I think we should save wrestling and Michael Jackson for another episode, oh, brother. Or never. Um, so that's the thing <laughs> is you have a lot of things now where they're casting people to play historic figures or something like that, and they're not exactly the same background. And people are, you know, kind of rightfully offended at that, saying like we have plenty of people of that particular background who you can hire to play that you can can play these roles, and um, you know, it's, it goes into the whole cultural appropriation uh, aspect of today and we don't have the washington redskins anymore we don't have the cleveland indians anymore but um, do we still have the atlanta braves we still have the goddamn piece of shit atlanta braves let's go mets uh, well um, and and i don't even know how many college teams dude there's oh we still have one uh you know name after uh tribes we still have the kansas city chiefs who are playing in the super bowl next uh, we week. the seminoles Seminoles. We have uh, a lot of the, you know, San Diego State Aztecs. I know that's not Native American necessarily, where they kind of are, but we still have stuff named after tribes. Uh, you know, it's not. I know a lot of people say, oh, "Well, it, that's a whole other topic." By the way, it, it we, is. It's we're, a little still, bit complex for this reach, but no, I right. agree with the sentiment. Yeah, and you know, we have changed. I don't know whether you think it's right or wrong or whatever. We have slowly kind of change those things to be a little more like respectful and, that, and that's happening in 2020 dude which is pretty, yeah. one of the craziest parts um i think anytime there's a rabid fan base though that is attached to something then they are obviously going to be a little crazy um and the same goes for wrestling a little different because they're not teams they're individuals they're gimmicks and uh We've seen that change in wrestling in general even the idea of almost as the foreign kind of he's kind of portrayed as kind of dumb a little bit you know where, where is he from from africa some african country oh nigeria nigeria okay, okay. you know nigeria is blowing up bro you know they're gonna have like a bigger population than fucking india in a few years anyways um so even there is a little bit still a hint of some of that racism from back in the day um he's the he's kind of the big guy who barely talks he just beats people you know um so no, we got we got a long way to go but we're obviously we better off than we're um yeah now a lot of just them... you know there's certain words and things we just don't use anymore that we used to not too long ago so we have come a long way in certain st uh certain instances for sure now since we are talking about wrestling and uh black wrestlers uh and we're talking about some of the horrible things of that have been done i think it goes to that we have to mention the time that booker t said the n-word live on tv now i think that that was actually funny um i think he did it on accident and i'm not trying to draw you in an awkward conversation justin mm -hmm. <laughs> when booker t made a mistake you remember that yeah i don't necessarily want to say it was the it was it was it was how he reacted and that made it kind of that yeah humorous yeah. he knew he fucked it up, wasn't but... necessarily the word but like you could see right away him putting his hands oh he his put his hands and... in his face he's like and i it... fucked up you he felt, just got I, in the mood you felt bad for him 
I don't feel now. I'll tell you who I don't feel bad for is Vince McMahon trying to use the N word towards John Cena as some kind of funny meme. See, now that's something uh, that did not age well, obviously, but was I, I don't want to say the word it wasn't ex- the worst in the world because there was a whole like. There was like at the time there was this whole thing like oh what's the difference between the n word with the er and the uh at the end and it kind of became a meme like like you yeah know, my I'm ninja not, I, I I don't want to say it was okay to do back then but it was certainly it like more tolerated it was more yeah, tolerated it was because it was and, a USA dude yeah but of course you could show a movie that would say the word from a white guy in a if it was not a bad really guy, have but... you ever seen die hard 3 on normal tv uh well i'm just saying like they could yeah that's true and i'm sure if you watch you know uh django unchained it's a lot different on usa or tbs than it is on i don't know, hbo max play that, but boys in the hood <laughs> you know stuff like that yeah right there's a big difference there uh but I, I think those things just... But it, but it, you know what? It is a good example. I know we still have a long way to go. But now, that would never even come close to happening. Vince McMahon wouldn't have been dancing around with the... Oh, well, I really hope I'm not drinking anything. Vince McMahon wouldn't be dancing around with a do-rag on his head. Oh, that boy. stuff would not be taking place right now. And crime time was a racist, pretty much a racist gimmick. I'm just gonna say that it, it was a stereotypical uh, gimmick. I got is really what the word you're looking for is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was a stereotype. Um, Fucking MVP. There's another one. I'm now, now I'm just like remembering all these gimmicks. Like MVP. Oh, he's a great athlete. Wonder why that is. But. You know, you'll definitely see the presentation is not as accepted, and it wouldn't fly today. Um, you know, it shows, you know, for other minorities and other uh, groups that are highly, you know, uh, discriminated against, it's, it's, a, it's definitely better than it was, but we still have a long way to go, I think. Let's talk a little bo- bit more about some of historically some of these guys. We have uh, Bearcat Wright, who we were talking about. After becoming WWE's first black world champion, he refused to drop the championship to grappler Edouard Carpentier. He also refused to lose to Freddie Blassie, who wrote in his biography that Wright had become crazed with being world champion, as was the way at time WWE called in a shooter, or someone who could legitimately solve problems in the ring, and that was Judo Jean LaBelle, the son of WWE's promoter, um, Black Belt. He he was training catch wrestling. Uh, he trained with Ed Strangler Lewis. And uh, he was brought under a mask. Bearcat Wright sensed something was up and refused to enter the ring. As a result, he was stripped of the title. And Edward Carpentier was made championship. And he was uh, blackballed from the industry. So, kind of a sad story there that he got a little crazed about being champion and didn't want it taken away. Um, You know, and kind of rightfully so. I was going to say, I don't really blame the guy too much. Because I I bet you he was like, I'm never going to get it back if I don't, you know. (laughs) I don't know if I'll ever be able to, you know, get back to where that was. He reached his peak and he knows that they're just trying to take it away from him and he never get back there. 
He's he's probably right. Um, Junkyard Dog, you want to talk a little bit about him? You know a lot more about him than I do. Junkyard Dog. So, um, I will say this. Junkyard Dog was my first, I guess you can say, action figure or in a pair. Um, I think we talked about it in our wrestling figure episode way back when. Go check the archives. We have a lot of good stuff. When we used mm-hmm. to deep, we deep dive into these uh, topics. We have all sorts of stuff that we yeah, forget timeless, we talked about. evergreen. It's great. Um, but uh, I actually, um, as a gift, I don't remember how I got it, but I had the little thumb wrestlers, the rubber thumb wrestlers, in the two pack, and it was uh, Chancho, get out of there, sweetie. What are you doing? My dog is jumping into something. Oh. Um, she's sitting up there. Uh, it was junkyard dog. Speaking of dogs, right? And uh, mm-hmm. Nikolai Volkov, I believe, were at the two pack. And um, my our time of see- my time of seeing Junkyard Dog, he was the the lovable uh, thumps, uh, you know, as the tag, uh, you know, baby face in WWE, uh, mid card kind of baby face in WWE would come out with the chains okay. and all that. But I That's, think was his that, position back then. Yeah, that was his position. He was that mid card lovable baby face um and wasn't in his peak you know shape and condition um and i think you know before that leading up to that his best work was probably as a heel and i want to say jim crockett or mid-south or something like that um in a way it was almost like how the bushwhackers were presented to people of our generation as kids the lovable they were idiots each other's heads uh no they were just like the lovable mid-card act you know um, that's okay, kind of but I seen JYD the Bushwick, But I seen the Bushwalker get thrown out the Royal Rumble and then march back. Yes, yes. But also the Bushwhackers were in, in, you know, in that prior to being in that WWF at the time were like these vicious heels. So I think it was kind of a similar presentation where they were this, uh, along with uh, JYD, as he was kind of a heel where before. And then when they put him in WWE, they kind of cartooned, cartoonized mm. him a little bit. Okay. Um, and the, the same treatment went with, uh, you know, the Bushwhackers. But still, I, I loved him as a kid and all that, and he was very popular in terms of that. But yeah. definitely wasn't, you know, uh, presented as a main event star or anything even close. Which uh, is funny because I yeah. think he was in other territories before that, um, actually. No, he was. I think. Yeah. But, I mean, I told you but, he was like a once... big time heel. Uh, yeah, 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 okay, well, yeah. yeah. But once he, yeah, once he got into that scene, obviously you're not gonna compete with people like, you know, Hulk Hogan, right? Um, going back to that era too, we have Kamala, rest in peace, Kamala. Um, another, yeah. another guy who had this racist, racist gimmick strapped to him, but uh, you know, tried to do the best he could. He had some huge runs with Hulk Hogan back in the day. Um, probably, you know, one I was looking at who is probably one of these wrestlers that I think kind of transcended a lot of racial stuff was Abdullah the Butcher because he had such a huge career in Japan, right? Um, he, he, I don't know, he had this violent deathmatch style. Um, and that dude just had like one of the best wrestling careers ever, making money, um, as the madman from Sudan wrestling all over the world. And I mean he you know, was definitely yeah. Go ahead, sorry. He was a little later, like he, he was thirty five in nineteen seventy six. But uh 
he definitely uh he's definitely one of those guys who didn't seem like he had to struggle with that stuff but i'm sure he did absolutely and i think he was kind of you know kind of booked in a way where that was worked to his advantage in some ways not saying it made it easier well he's but canadian too he was canadian he was canadian so he probably came up through but i actually if you want to check out some stuff recently in the last two three weeks i think uh the mick foley's podcast he does with conrad thompson they mm-hmm. did a, an abdul the butcher episode very and it was very very good um it gave you a little wow. more background at least mick's experience teaming with him and being on the road with him pretty good oh, stuff that's, that's pretty fascinating that's yeah pretty fascinating and you know who I, I, I go ahead. I was saying Abdul the Butcher was was my first kind of seeing a wrestling magazine uh, oh. when I was a kid. Maybe seeing my did uncle. you see bloody pictures? Yeah, from, yeah. Like, I, I want to say yeah. it was in black and white. I don't know if it was from Japan, but I I I, I don't know Probably if it was my was. uncle's or my dad's magazine. But I remember seeing those images of him with the fork and uh, <laughs> the Dude, blood. I had those same things. I, I got these, like, kind of shady wrestling magazines. It was probably, like, PWI, but I remember it wasn't WWF wrestling. So I was like, this is weird. And it, like, it was like, oh, here's Cactus Jack. And there was, like, all this blood. And I was like, this wrestling's not for me. I was <laughs> like, you know, I was, like, in, in, like, sixth grade. I was like, this is a little much for me. Yeah, I think my, my yeah, I was a little scared and kind of shocked by it. I don't know if it necessarily made me want to watch or not watch or it was a wrestling book or something well, anyways um so that was and i think abdul the butcher was not someone you were going to see on saturday night's main event or uh you know uh any of the wwf product that's for sure yeah. he wasn't someone that you were going to see there but yeah i mean he definitely made a very long prosperous career out of it um i think he's still with us he had a want to say like a yeah. restaurant for a while and he still I appears in the occasional. While still. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. All he's got to think... do is stand there and stick a fork in people's head, dude. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I bet you he could do a couple things. But here he, there he was he always to... like really overweight too. Always. Yes, and wasn't and he's the most 82. fleet of foot. He's eighty-two years old. Wow. <laughs> dude, he should not be alive. Yeah. Um, all right, Incredible. we were we are gonna continue talking about more of some of these awesome black wrestlers and the history of it um, in just a few minutes. I will be right back. A little bummed out, man. I uh, I I not only did I miss the in laws, but I missed uh, my brother in law and his kids were visiting. Uh, my in laws in Osaka from uh, Okinawa, and I haven't seen any of them for years. Damn, where are they from? Oh, they live in Okinawa. Um, oh, they live my brother in law. Yeah, well, they're they're from obviously Osaka, where my wife's from, but they were visiting. They live in Okinawa. Have you visited them in Okinawa? It's like I, I've never met the kids, but um, <laughs> I I've met his wife and uh, uh, my brother-in-law a few different times. <laughs> they yeah, known them for a while, but they've haven't seen them met, in years. They've never met Justin Jichan. Uh, the kid, no, they have not met Uncle Justin. <laughs> the, the, I guess I have nephews. Um, Maria Ojichan, ask Maria, is Maria there? She's in the kitchen, probably making some dinner, so. I was, I was, she's I, making how dinner. would they feel if they called her Obachan? That's like grandma, I think. Or, yeah. Well, grandma yeah. is like old lady Obachan. Old like lady. Old lady. Yeah. yeah. Obachan. But Gigi and Baba is grandma and grandpa. 
Ba Ba G G Chan. Gigi, no, well, you wouldn't say Chan because Chan's like oh, you can a little say, kid. You can call old people. No, you can call old people cute too, dude. That's pretty common. Obachan, Ojichan. It's like a term of endearment, whether it's old or young. You wouldn't right. call it to a forty-year-old man. No, no. Like, uh, yeah, Gigi is grandpa and Baba is grandma. And that's at least what they G -san, call him. So. G but um, they call him Gigi, right? Yeah, Gigi and Baba. But uh, yeah, I miss them. But that's okay. Clap with me again, okay? Yeah. One, two, three, clap. So as we talk about this, it's such an interesting topic, Justin. I mean, as we're going through there, I realize this is a topic much bigger than one podcast. I mean, some of these wrestlers we could go on a whole episodes on, and maybe maybe we will. Um, when we look back and look at guys like Ernie Ladd, um, yeah, who was a defensive tackle, by the way, great football player. Uh, the, one of the best. He's rated as number seventy-two greatest defensive tackles of all time, and one of the best Chargers players of all time, by the way. Just yeah, sure. Know. I mean, this is a guy who we've had a, a lot of uh, athletes in other sports that maybe suffered a career-ending injury that was at the time that went on to have great pro wrestling careers. There's quite a few. That could even be a whole episode. Guys that used to be athletes that got, got injured and became especially superstar football, wrestlers. Especially football. I mean, yeah. we're talking black. We, we talk about uh, guys like Brian Pillman, right? Yeah, um, Brian Pillman. So. Uh, well, yeah, there's just a lot. There's a lot of guys that suffered big injuries as other athletes that took up pro wrestling afterwards. Let's talk about a few of those. Let's talk about a few of those uh, black athletes that moved on or did different stuff. We've got Tony Atlas. Uh, Tony Atlas, for those that don't know, I mean, this dude had, like, the body of a god. Um, and he was Mr. USA multiple times. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew he had that type of uh, history. and Yeah, and if you want to see some good Tony Atlas stuff, uh, watch Dark Side of the Ring, the Bruiser Brody episode, which to this day is probably my favorite Dark Side of the Ring episode. And, you know, his... his um, you know, uh, uh, you know, accounting of the events of that unfortunate incident with Bruiser Brody being murdered uh, in Puerto Pretty Rico. Good. Really good. Have you seen it? Come on. Yeah, I had no, to have, right? I haven't seen that one. Great stuff. Um, very good stuff. I know the story. story. I know the story, yeah. but I'd love to see uh, Tony Atlas. Was he there then? Now, now he likes to get women to walk on his face and stuff. A really, very odd thing, but that's the thing he's into now. Oh, it seems... Well, but anyways we're talking uh, about the wrestling career but it's um, yeah definitely yeah definitely I mean, this guy was such a badass do you know one of his yeah. names was the black superman I very mean, yeah cool stuff I, dude a uh, little bit later of a wrestler than like our bobo brazils and stuff i mean his early career was in 1974 but as far as physically um i'm not making any comments about what he put in his body but uh the dude was a beast um much like a black wrestler not mentioned on this list, which is Bob Sapp. Uh, Bob Sapp was an IWGP champion. He was an MMA fighter, and the only reason he won was because he was so freakishly huge that most people just couldn't fight him. I mean, there's a reason for weight classes, but, you know, weight classes are one thing, but when you're heavyweight and you're nothing but muscle and, like, six foot eight, you know? Yeah, and see that's the thing is we're seeing a pattern here is if you if they, if you were going to be 
a black wrestler in this kind of era, you had to be a gigantic monster looking dude, right? Otherwise, that, that is there was no that, way. That has recently almost only now, as far as women goes, it's a little bit different of a story, but before. Before about ten years ago, black women wrestlers, there were some of them, but they were the divas. You know what I mean? The only yeah. one to break that mold was probably Awesome Kong, who went to Japan. You, you seen Awesome Kong in Japan? Have you seen those videos from like you know two thousand two and stuff? Not really, but I know that she you know really did break the mold and is one of the most groundbreaking uh yeah. women's wrestlers who doesn't really get talked about i mean it wasn't she she was an early aew kind of a weird thing to say she was but yeah, yeah no she she was part she of kind the collective of, I think but she kind of fell off gimmick. she kind of fell off the face of the earth uh recently huh has she retired yeah, i think she's kind of doesn't wrestle anymore but you, you gotta understand she's a big heavyweight woman she was in the show She's been doing acting. She was in Glow. You've seen Glow, right? Tell me. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You remember yeah, I her remember. Glow. She from was that. one of the best characters in the show. Yes, and yes, so, she was. Well, yeah. she's also in her mid forties too. So you know, that's a yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. for any wrestler that's a late in the game right there. Or you know, when we when we look at uh, you know black women wrestlers, if we go back, we have it doesn't go far, uh, and you're not surprised to hear that, I'm sure, Justin. But there's yeah. no Bobo Brazil woman. Um, that has been no. like hugely documented. We're talking no. about Victoria, you know, Jazz, Aja um, Kong. Don't forget, Aja Kong is, is yeah, 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 yeah. She's par partially black. Maybe the best uh, black woman's wrestler of all time, maybe. Um, but I think her dad was an American serviceman, right? Do you remember? I that? believe so. Yeah, she was born in 1970, so in a way, she isn't that old. No. Um, in terms but, but of, but she had her prime in the '90s. I mean, she's a heavier woman, mm -hmm. and uh, in her in the '20s, in her '20s, she really peaked. Um, so yeah, Aja Kong and Awesome Kong, who obviously got the name from Aja Kong. So uh, you know, maybe we'll see our third Kong coming up pretty soon. I'd love that. Um, we have, you know, we have uh, Naomi, who's kind of in the news. We don't know where she's going. And uh, I think we'd be crazy not to mention Sasha Banks, one of the most popular Mercedes. wrestlers. Mercedes, Monet. yeah, Monet. One of the most uh, popular wrestlers, man or woman. Um, and Don't forget Jade. Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill is great. Uh, and, and then let's, uh, let's even throw Bianca Belair into that mix. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I was actually going to read something to you. Um, I, sure. I saw this earlier today, and I know that you know we've all are familiar with like that middle school wrestling club or high school wrestling club. Um, I've got my opinions on that, but I won't say them on the air. Keep going. Right, but I mean, I but guess I like the guy, it. I like the it. The teacher who uh, you know runs that club or whatever kind of put his list of matches he's going to show during Black History Month. Um, okay. And I thought I would kind of read those off because I think they're, you know, they're good ones to show. Uh, most Let of me them. know because I muted him. So let's hear what they Oh, are. really? He got you. Okay. I don't, whatever. We'll talk about um, the show. Ron Simmons, Big Van Vader. Uh, you okay. know, WCW, that was probably well, when Ron well, Simmons. Well, then if you're going to bring up these guys, let's just do a quick rundown. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Farouk, Ron Simmons, 
great yes. black wrestler who, you know, was known as that fucking t- another defensive tackle, by the way, one of the best Florida State players of all time. Yeah, I think he f- right was a great Florida State Seminole. Probably had an injury that kept him from the NFL, if I remember correctly, and was great tag team, great stable that helped introduce the Rock. Absolutely, um, the nation of domination. Us, that le- also leads us to another wrestler we're going to talk about. But yeah, Ron Simmons. Okay. Yeah, and I guess you can kind of we can do a little side story on the nation of domination. Uh, Mark Henry needs to be mentioned. Absolutely, but let's just the nation of domination, the concept of it. Um, the concept, yeah. At the time, there was a you know kind of a what was his name Farrakhan, right? He was kind was of Farrakhan, this Farrakhan, which comes from like uh, Malcolm X. I yeah, it was like it was a contra- it was a controversial uh, public figure back then. Um, and the nation of domination was kind of a based on that concept, I guess, and what they were portrayed as heels. They had they had the Muslim headgear, right? Yeah, they um, had the they had the African print kind of. Singlets. Yeah, yeah, they had and the Black Panther party kind of. They're kind of going off a little bit presentation, of and they were portrayed as heels. And I think if you had that same gimmick now, they would be baby faces. Um, but it might not be probably. Used. This was a few years yeah. after things like the uh, what was the L.A. police beating Rodney, Rodney King. No, right. The, uh, yeah, yeah, the L.A. riots in the early nineties. Yeah. So. And as as disingenuous as this, we know that, you know, Vince was watching the news and being like, well, they hate this people, so let's make them hate, you know. But you're right. Well, it was, or, you it know. Was, it, it was what you said. It, it would probably be uh, faces nowadays. Back then, they were heels. They were kind of a street gang with that Farrakhan stuff. And it was all black wrestlers. I mean, it was Kama Mustafa who was the uh, who is the, uh, the the pimp, right? Big Daddy. Uh, oh yeah, well yeah, the Godfather, and the he Godfather. was uh, okay. you know Kama Kama, yeah Kama, the Supreme Fighting Machine. Don't forget, we had, we was it Farouk. Crush that was in the original? Crush was in the original. Um, you had some I non-black like wrestlers. White, Owen Hart. I like how the. I said white guys. I'm sorry. I like how these dudes from America, like straight up, were like, "Nah, we're we got like I'm Farouk now." It's like, dude, dog, your name is Ron. And it was D'Lo Brown in The Rock, right? Well, don't free. No, 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 no. Like that. Don't like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar used to be Lou Alcindor, because you know they convert to Muslim Cash and they pick clay. new names. Cash right, Muhammad Ali. So that was kind of a th- you know that's what you would kind of do. So. The Farouk thing was just a, you know, a, a portrayal of that, I guess. Um, now, I t- will tell you, when I was that age, I drew a picture of Clarence Mason and put it on my wall. <laughs> That's cool. I thought he was I forgot cool. yeah, the, those early Nation of Domination. They had those two, like, white rapper guys, wasn't it? That would come out Supposedly, with them, remember? Owen Hart was the leader in 1998. Who? Owen Hart. Oh, Owen? No, he wasn't. It was The Rock. It says co-leader, nineteen ninety-eight. It was such a really brief era, era with with Owen Hart, and it was it was you know with The Rock was the clear leader. Tell me about J.C. Ice. Is that one of those rappers that would come out? 
<laughs> Maybe it's a white dude. Hang on. What What was their Australian names? Born. There was PG-13, a the, team. Team. Yes. That's what they were. Yeah. They were in that like kind of uh, 97-ish type of era with the Nation of Domination. Uh, we haven't talked about Booker T. Um, I think him and his quote-unquote brother deserve a shout-out. He recently came yeah. out at the Royal Rumble. Um, he, yeah, he was a participant. Still has a really crazy body. Yeah, the crazy guy's still in, tre- still in tremendous shape. Um, Booker T was one of those guys that really, really stood out from that WCW late, you know, 98 to 2000 or whatever. You know, Booker he was like T the was... one P- person that, like, everyone always generally liked. Right. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Dying days Harlem of WCW. Heat. Well, he was always, you know, when WCW was dying, and I didn't really watch a lot of WCW. Like, no one. I did think we talked about failed. before. Well, I know, but it, when even at its peak, I was like a raw guy. I was a WWE guy, WWF guy at the time. Um, but one of the guys I was like, man, I'd love to see in WWF was Booker T. That was one of the guys that I always loved in in, in WCW, and he ended up having a and really good run that in one WWF. Up pretty bad too. No, and I, up, I disagree. I well, mean, I mean, you know, he he was beaten by he was beaten with well, the Triple, Triple H thing, H. but but I mean, they he was a, a main, he was a you know one of the top guys in WWF for sure or well, WWE for now, a while. If you look, at it could have been a bigger like, run, yeah. Yeah, he probably should have been champion to be honest, um, but we don't know why Vince made those decisions. So Booker T, yeah. awesome. And we're going to bring up uh, his brother also, who was... Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray. So, And what were they called again? Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat, even though he's from Houston. <laughs> okay. Even though they're um, from Houston, yeah. Well, there you go. New day. New day. Interesting new thing day. to talk about because, I mean... We've talked about them before when they first, I've mentioned this on the show, but when they first came out, I was on Reddit going, this is the most racist, stupid gimmick ever. Come to find out, no, they actually, they got together. Well, I I think the story was they wanted to do something together. The three of them were good friends backstage and they wanted to do something together. Um, Big Show told one of them like, hey, don't fuck with this guy. He sucks. I think Big Show told like Kofi, like don't fuck with Xavier Woods or something like that. Like right, I I don't know too much about Xavier Woods's history, but apparently he was in TNA before and did kind of like an Apollo Creed type of gimmick or something like that. Um, well, he, and he was in NXT and never really amounted to a ton. Yeah, but so you know we had you had them kind of you know Kofi had this failed. Uh, not failed. I mean, he had a pretty good run with it. He had a J- Jamaican guy gimmick, almost like the guy from Street Fighter. I don't think Fighter, it was failed. It? I just got a DJ. Uh, no. Yeah. Yes. Yes and no. But uh, totally remind me of DJ when I kind of saw it. That was which the... made no sense because he's from Ghana. Yeah. Right. But the, but uh, listen, he, you know. he faked the accent for years until it kind of it was kind of like Lana, like the didn't accent he... slowly fell off over time. No, there was actually uh, a time where it slipped. Where he fell out of the accent and he's in the ring with Triple H and Triple H is like, "Aren't you Jamaican?" It's it's a, a pretty famous uh, clip. You could you should look it up. I thought That's that was funny. punk. My bad. Um, I that what? Was punk. I thought that was punk. No, it was Triple H. It kind of said, "Aren't you Jamaican?" Triple H. <laughs> yeah, uh, that kind of called him out yeah, on it. Yeah. So but... the, new, the 
the New Day has that classic Becky Lynch slash uh, The Rock trajectory. Where yeah, they well, start I was baby faces get rejected, go to heel, and boom, they're like one of the best acts. And that's the thing is, I was going to kind of say this early on, but it always seems like pro wrestling has been about ten or fifteen years behind the times in terms of that. Like they were still trying to do those kind of stereotypical gimmicks uh, <laughs> with the Jamaican guy and even the three guys. As preachers and stuff like that, I guess that was. Dude, what the they wanted to call them the Amen. Yeah, that they was wanted something. Them to be the Amen. Amen. I mean, they were trying to make it into like a like Tyler Perry gimmick or something. I don't know. I, th- I think that's probably the best way to put it. A Tyler Perry gimmick. Um, and and it, uh, the fans, I remember going to a, a house show um, in late 2014, the holiday show. And the fans were just booing like crazy. And eventually, it seems like they're like, you know what? Let's go nuts with this. And they leaned into the boos, and they started mm-hmm. becoming these these Throwing hilarious heels. Yeah, well, that was a little later on. But they started yeah. doing the, 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 the cheating and the unicorn stuff. And the one of the, the greatest wrestling yeah. shirts of all time, which I, I will always own, was the three cartoon of them on the on the unicorn with the rainbow, the blue shirt. I love that shirt, and I still have that. Oh, that's a great. That's a great shirt. One of the most underrated wrestling shirts of all time. Um, I should really wear it more. I don't it's know really if it's great. that underrated. They were selling crazy merch at that time. Yeah, but I mean, just overall, in the last five, in the last seven, eight years, that's one of the best wrestling shirts. Let's let's be square merch. to the listeners. By the way, we're talking about Kofi Kingston, Biggie Langston, and Xavier Woods. Um, yes, Biggie had a good history in NXT. Yes, um, I NXT, he was champion. NXT champion at one point. And he had a had a had a run as an intercontinental champion. He was in that kind of he was part thing. of the Dolph Ziggler kind of crew. Right? AJ Lee, yeah, very silent, Lee. silent kind of serious guy. But uh, like you said, they turned it up when they finally went heel. And I want to say, as much as I don't like Xavier Woods, he's such a theater kid, um, wrestler. It gets annoying. I will say he is one of the first wrestlers to directly inject this millennial nerd style into into wrestling. Uh, he really has Kenny, Ome- Kenny Omega being the first, but there was there's this millennial nerd subculture that we all exist under, and um, very little of that was shown in wrestling until Kenny Omega and Xavier Woods, and and obviously both of them have had a great relationship online too. And I'm honestly, sure you can really call Xavier Woods the kind of pioneer of these wrestlers, you know, out, you know, streaming making and streaming and doing up, up, down, down and finding yeah. other sources of income uh, and, until, you know, doing stuff. WWE said no. Right. So all those like kind of people that were doing the OnlyFans and doing those Sacks uh, and, and the, the streaming big one was Soraya, Soraya too. She and said, I'll I, never give up my stream. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Fucking uh, Adam Cole, streamer. There's a lot right. of wrestlers that on are Twitch. streamers now. And I, I, and I, I, I yeah, Xavier Woods, right? Like you would give podcasting to Colt Cabana uh, in terms of okay. the wrestling podcast yeah. boom. Um, you can give Xavier Woods the streaming uh, kind of pioneering thing. And I don't even think he did it originally to make money. He just kind of did it for, for fun. 
Um, now, the one complaint I have about Xavier Woods is his obsession with the Golden Girls. Um, good show. Not worth an obsession, though. Ah, come on. It's funny. I, Xavier Woods is a fun guy. Can't be mad at that. Come on. Golden Girls, great show. Devon Dudley. Tell me what you think about him. Devon Dudley. Oh, man. The Dudleys. Gosh. Um, I mean, you couldn't have one without the other for that act. Yeah. No. You couldn't. And the fact that they were brothers. They were loved brothers. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was From, great. And they had all those kids in Dudleyville. I mean, come on. I mean Did they? Was that the gimmick? We had kids Yeah, they're from Dudleyville. They're from Dudleyville and they all have the same dad, right? Where those... would Dudleyville be if it existed? I'm thinking like somewhere in New Jersey, New York, like North New Jersey. Well, you know, in the early days of it, they you know, he would come out. This was another reason we kinda came out sidetrack. Um, with the Briscoes and TBS, Time Warner, whatever, having a problem with the Briscoes. It wasn't just the the unfortunate tweets, but it was also the Confederate flag they came out with a couple times. But mm. they did ditch that once it became, never saying it was ever socially once acceptable. Once it became problematic. Once it became a little more like, okay, we can't do this anymore. They got rid of it, and yeah. that was... But, you know, Bubba Ray Dudley would come out with the Confederate bandana. Really? Yeah, with the tie-dye and, and the overalls. Yes, that was back an early thing. Back in the day, the early 90s. And that's you know, especially WCW. coming out with the black partner, though. But, uh, you know, yeah, Devon Dudley was known for the uh, the white glasses when... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, or the black rim glass, the nerd glasses, right? They were almost like a Revenge of the Nerds kind of gimmick. They were nerd glasses. Was he like a preacher at once? He was. A, they made him a preacher kind of later in the WWF run at okay. some point. Um you know, but they made Batista a preacher too, so that's not that crazy. Well, he was—he wasn't necessarily a preacher. He was like Devon's muscle was how he was introduced, the preacher uh, guy's muscle. Okay, uh, it's I, if I remember correctly, but no, Devon, great, obviously tag wrestler, um, mainly um, had a great run with the Dudleys in ECW and WC and uh, WWFE. Um, he was, was probably doing. He was probably doing ECW too. Back and when it was maybe yeah yeah and then don't forget that he's probably a part of some of the 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 greatest tag matches in WWF history with the Hardys and the Ooh, yeah. and Edge and Christian and that ladder match from I believe it was what WrestleMania twenty uh, you know oh, yeah. he was a part of maybe the best tag division in WWF history. Um, they were in the mix there, and they were just so great in their contrasting styles and how they could, you know, that kind of thing. But, no, Devon, obviously, definitely on the short list of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, I think. I agree. Uh, and when you look at the short list of best comedy wrestlers at the time, again, I want to bring this up from before. There's a bit of a thing where it's like, okay, the black dude who's a kind of stupid and he's a comedy guy there's a little bit something kind of racist about for that from back in the day but i will say that i think our truth has ran with it successfully and that he's made himself lovable over the years um he's out on an injury right now he wrestled in nxt and tried to do a big huge dive and blew out his quad or whatever but uh our truth what, what do you think about him i think he's been very successful in his spot i think he helped define the previous 24 7 title and even before that he always did just the funniest stuff that was great you know early on he was portrayed as a like 
you know, he had that. He was brought on in WWE as K Quick in the later end of the Attitude Era. Really? And yes, when he, he was when he was like twenty eight years old, maybe even a little younger. But he came in as K Quick, and he was uh, kind of. Uh, I think he was Billy. Uh, no, no, he was Road Dog's tag team partner for a minute. Um, I think that's how he was originally brought in. Uh, and then he kind of did that whole, I was in my, you know, laps when he was doing that, like, little Jimmy, John Cena, smoking cigarettes, walking to the ring kind of thing. Oh, boy, um, for real? Yeah, and... That's sad. But I think the guy has just got tremendous comic timing, and is probably just, like, a really funny guy, and they eventually let him just kind of do that, and of course That's it doesn't what help I that he was probably hilarious to the writers. He's probably or hilarious backstage. To, he was probably really funny with Vince, and Vince is like, "You're funny. You got to do more humor." But um, on, I just think he's you know looks still like he's he's looked the same age for about twenty years. Um, yep. Always had a, like a great body and all that stuff, and um, very, very uninjured as well because of the way he was slotted. It was only recently that he got a big injury. He's 51 years old. He's older than John Cena, and he says that John Cena is his childhood fave. So <laughs> that's tremendous. Great, uh, great, great gimmick. Great gimmick. And honestly, whenever R Truth's on, and I'm I'll, I'm gonna watch. And I think that says think a lot. because truth can probably go serious, too. I mean, he can, yeah. but, you know, he, he went a little too serious recently. He blew out his, right. his leg. Um, but a lot but, of the uh, stuff where he's like, I thought I was in this match, or that kind of confusion stuff he was doing for I all hilarious. I love that. And from people like us who are kind of in that, like, I want to see a five-star match, you know, kind of thing, for R-Truth to come on the screen, I'm watching. Dude, the my more favorite R-Truth, one the better. was when they had a stupid ladder match and he came out. And they're like, oh, he's so used to being in dumbass ladder matches that he just thought he was in this one. It was like a women's match or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he was booked that way, and so he uh, came out that way. And uh, great stuff. R-Truth uh, definitely gets an A-plus from me. Speaking of A-plus black wrestlers, we have to mention Ricochet, who's had a bit of a career renaissance recently. And I think that... Uh, you know, we've all believed that he's been misused for years. That might change soon. He's 35. Um, should should we about... should we talk about Big E a little bit more, or do you still have you have him a little further down on the list? Um, let's do Ricochet real quick, and then we'll yeah, yeah, Big yeah. E with the whole new sure. thing. Ricochet, um, one of the best high flyers in history. Um, in New Japan, he was slotted to be a top guy basically over time, right? I mean, he was going to be a another. Uh, junior championship multiple times over went to and, and also awesome in lucha underground probably one of the best wrestles they've ever had there um we've talked about him for years so let's not rehash the last couple years but he's kind of going through a little career renaissance right now and we really hope to see that i think right yeah i mean he did have that ic title for a minute right and the u.s title has he held he both of those huge huge spot at the royal rumble probably the biggest spot out of the men's match yeah, yeah, he's a guy who, um, you know, looks great, all that stuff. Um, but you know, he—I think what's really held Ricochet back. I know, obviously, I've seen him at PWG, New Japan, um, Lucha Underground. Uh, obviously, as was it Puma King Puma? What was his? Ah, something Puma, right? Huh? 
King Puma, yes. He was and didn't talk or anything like that. But um, I think one of the biggest drawbacks that has with with uh, yeah, I'm talking about I'm struggling myself right now, but he's ha he's not a great talker. Ricochet. Um, amazing performer, great smile, good looking dude. Um, definitely has a good but build. He never talked in Japan. Never talked in Japan, never talked in Lucha Underground. Honestly, he he's he never had to talk until he was in uh, New York, as they call it, right? Um, yeah. But, um, and I think that's what kind of had them hesitate with him, but uh, but, but Gunther doesn't talk either. And that's not the worst thing in the world. You can figure it out. There's ways around it. Yeah, true. And I think they're just figuring out that way around it with him. And you know what? That's probably what has kept Gunther back. And he lost a lot of weight and all that stuff too. But that's a whole but, different topic and issue. Yeah, Vince is out. And we've seen a lot of those. I mean, Gunther is probably the biggest pushed guy, indie guy in, in WWE in years. Like, he's had the IC title for record amount of days. He beat Honky Tonk Man or... Or is he close to it? Or <laughs> he beat yeah. Pat Patterson in Brazil. Uh, he beat Bobo Brazil. So yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, no, a lot of stuff for Ricochet. And honestly, if we talk about black wrestlers, I think that Lucha Underground is pretty important too because you're going to find Ar Fox, you're going to find um, Ricochet, you're going to see Killshot. Um, who is Swerve? Swerve Strickland, one of the best black wrestlers nowadays. Do a quick little thing. Um, no, uh, Keith Lee was not in Lucha Underground, but he's another great black wrestler today. He's had his feet in the indies and WWE and uh, AEW. There's a lot of people still trying to find their way. Um, I don't know. I don't want to assume, but I'm not sure if... Um, Action Andretti is is half. Um, I would be interested in that. There's a I don't, possibility. Uh, I, I, I know. But I don't want to speculate either. I don't want to speculate either. Um, but whether black or white or whatever, still a good wrestler. Um, it's a lot of interesting stuff going on there. Let's go back to uh, real quick to the New Day and talk about uh, Big E. Big E, another guy. I mean, look at the size. And then obviously when they started letting him talk, I think he's a great promo. Very he's good promo. Incredible talker. Extremely charismatic. This is one of the guys where I don't know how he hasn't been champion for a while. Uh, he really has everything. Amazing to think about. If I would have told you in 2014 that Kofi and Big E would both have championship runs, right? Yeah. That unbelievable to think about, right? Back then, um, the Kofi thing was one of like almost like a mini or you know organic kind of Daniel Bryan thing kind of happened. Ironically, he beat Daniel Bryan to have that title. Um, but the thing about Kofi and Big E that I think we both agree on is they really deserved a little bit better runs as champion. Yeah, and I would even say Big E more so. Kofi definitely had Kofi Mania. I definitely didn't think they he deserved a better run with the ending, but I do remember people saying at the time like this guy's not it. Um, as far as Kofi, no disrespect. Uh, I'm not a wrestler, neither is Justin. Um, we just see what's on TV. Um, Kofi Kingston's pretty great. He was great in the Royal Rumble, besides his spot that he fucked up. But uh, I, 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 
I would have loved to see Biggie have a real extended, you know, run. Um, yeah. There's a lot yeah. more upside for him than anyone else in New Day. And it never really happened. And uh, it might never happen. Um, as we're talking, Biggie is still uh, has a neck injury, and we don't know if he'll ever wrestle again. It was a so. horrific injury that if he wasn't in the shape he was in, and in the condition died, he is, dude. he would have been at the very least probably in a wheelchair. Paralyzed. So, yeah. 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 So we wish him well. We hope we get to see him again uh, in the ring, and maybe getting that holding that title up again would be amazing. But until then, uh, let's hope he gets you know continues to live a good life. Yeah. A lot of good guys uh, in WWE. We still have Cedric Alexander. We have MVP. Uh, the Boogeyman was a... I liked his gimmick, okay? The Boogeyman. I'm not saying he was the best wrestler ever. ever. Um, I really loved... I loved Ahmed Johnson when I was young. I heard he was a piece of shit backstage, though. But uh, um, I thought he was cool on In Your House and stuff. One thing I remember about Ahmed is he always had a wedgie. Did he? And, and he would... Yeah. And he would wear the um, knee pads all the way up to his thighs, which was kind of funny. That's but, uh, pretty interesting. They gave him; that. they really gave him a big run for a while. But I think that what really was his ultimate thing was he just wasn't very good in the ring, and he got injured a lot. So I think yeah. that was something. No, that I heard he was a total piece of shit backstage. I, I, I yeah, I don't know if I heard that, but yeah, I remember hearing stories from um, from fucking what's his name. Mark Henry, that like he was just a piece of shit. Okay. So I, I hope I'm right. Um, Another I'm guy that was terrible. in the Nation of Domination at one point, <laughs> and had a you he know was he was yeah oh yeah he was he was yeah God there's so many man we can talk nowadays about Willow Nightingale great wrestler on the uh, up and up you know? and a guy that I've seen on the Indies so I think is going to make a name for himself pretty soon is Brian Keith Brian Keith Brian Keith that's yeah. another indie guy how about Michael Oku Still Michael Oku on the way up a young guy yeah. skinny mm -hmm. uh, we've got Darren Young what's his name Darren Young Fred Rosser Fred Rosser who's done great in uh, New Japan Strong. Well, I think he's supposed oh. to be finding his way back to uh, WWE. Uh, yeah, NXT. at some point. Wouldn't yeah. be surprised. He made a great, great impression. It was pretty much him and Tom were the two champions. Uh, two champions. Um, and, yeah. and the list just goes on and on. Like I said, this is a this is a show we could do multiple parts on. We we talk about Kenny King, Willie Mack. We're talking about Shad Gaspard, New Jack, Virgil, JTG. Kira Hogan, Leo Rush, right. um, Brandy Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, Mia Yim, Titus O'Neil tripping on the way to the Royal Rumble, Montez <laughs> Ford, we're talking about Norman Smiley, Viscera, Mabel, right? King of the Ring. Yep, yep, and yeah, two, two pretty big gimmicks he had, no pun intended. No disrespect to Velveteen Dream, who had a good little run until he started biting people in the gym. And being a horrible gym. person in general, but you yeah. know, Alicia so Fox. Dis disrespect, yeah, disrespect to him, I guess. Disrespect of Alicia Fox, Apollo Cruz from Sacramento. We we've got like I said, Bad News Brown, Cedric Alexander, Keith Lee, Coco Beware with the parrot. What was the parrot's name? Frankie. What was it? Frankie. Frankie. 
Okay. Um, Butch yeah. Reed. Uh, Butch, Butch Reed. Reed. Yeah, who yeah. recently passed away, I think. Shout-outs to Butch Reed. Um, Jay Lethal, my God, man. Jay, Jay Lethal. Lethal, yeah. Probably Jay Lethal. one of the best uh, non-WWE wrestlers when we go uh, on to it. We talked about a- Jay Briscoe. ACH, a- 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 um, Jonathan Gresham. Um, oh yeah, ACH John um, Gresham. What's his name? He was in. He was probably one of the highest profiled uh, black uh, wrestlers in in New Japan re- uh, in recent memory. Um, not Chris MVP. Bay. No, no, Chris Bay. But no, not no. But um, MVP. He was the before MVP. it. Okay. Uh, what's his name? He's really acrobatic. Why is his name slipping my mind? He's great. Um, he's a little older now, but he's in WWE still. I think doesn't really appear that I'm much. Not, he that he he ringing a bell. he was in the group with Cedric Alexander and MVP. Uh are you you're not talking about uh Uha Nation or uh, No, no, no. He's good too, but um Apollo Cruz, not Apollo Cruz. What was the Hurt Locker? I'm going to look it up right now and we're it both going to It was Cedric Alexander, it was MVP, it was uh it was um Uha Nation. Come on, dude. This is going to kill us. Well, I'll tell you, MVP, well, no, MVP. That's not I it. Know. Shelton I know, Benjamin. I know. Shelton, Shelton Benjamin. Benjamin. Bobby Lashley. Shelton Benjamin's great. So Yeah. So Shelton Benjamin and MVP are both IWGP con- uh, Intercontinental title holders. There you go. And I think MVP was the very first. He was uh, the very first. And um, uh, IWGP Intercontinental Champion. And shout-outs to Colorado Springs, by the way, this city that I live in. Because we've got Bob Sapp and Bobby Lashley both from here, so there you I go. Think we've uh, we've done we've done a lot for and Mark Henry lived here too, so okay, done a lot for uh, black guys in the biz. But uh, there's so many, man. There's so many we haven't mentioned, you know. And I'm sure people are gonna say like, why didn't you mention Jonathan Coachman and David Utunga and and you know Tiger Conway. There's only so much we can mention, guys. But uh, there's a lot of great stuff going on. There's a lot of great wrestling, and there's so many great black wrestlers out there. What I really want to see, Justin, is I really want to see a black wrestler become a real flagship championship wrestler. Absolutely. I was just going to say that of all these names we mentioned, almost all of them deserved a little bit better or could have had bigger runs in the position they are at their peak. Absolutely. And, I think that yeah. Big E... Uh, Biggie uninjured um, could have been a eight to eight month to one year championship run. Sure, you know, sure, without a doubt. Um, I think that Swerve or been Scott built a, as could, a guy to take down Roman too. Exactly, absolutely. I think Swerve could do a good run on uh, in in AEW. I'm not sure what that means. Whether it's the uh, you know. TNT championship uh, and there's other guys too like uh, oh what's his name he's uh, gr- he's got like green hair and he's like the technical black technical wrestler that's with the uh, oh I can't remember this guy's name I can't remember what? his name but he, he re- he's a very technical wrestler Lee Lee Moriarty oh Lee Moriarty and don't forget about the acclaimed one of the biggest the tag acclaimed. teams on the scene yeah, yeah. We, we, we've got so much stuff and they are they are uh, you know a main event tag team right now um, absolutely so you know I, I mean dude Dante Fox and and uh, 
What what was it? What is it? Dante Fox and the uh, the two guys, the top flight. Top right, flight. Dude. There you go. Probably uh, future trios championships. They top flight. Private party. Private party. Great. They've been around a while. I would love to see them. I don't know what's holding them up actually, but uh, top flight and Dante Fox. Uh, top flight just beat the Young Bucks a couple weeks ago. So. There you go. There, there's and so much stuff, and I, I'm so excited when we can have an episode and talk about a black wrestler really being on top. And right now, that you know, we'll see what happens with um, what's her name. Um, I have a whole list here. I'm sorry, guys. With well, we will see what happens with Bianca Belair, right? Because she's going to be going against Rhea Ripley, and uh, Rhea right. Ripley might win. Rhea Ripley's good, but. Even Bianca Belair going for a year with the championship, no argument here. No, not at all. She's clearly, you know, maybe the best athlete in WWE altogether. She's awesome. Um, and hey, live. don't forget to, we're talking about the Street Profits, Montez Ford. Um, I brought him up. And, oh, okay. Okay, Angelo Dawkins, uh, all great wrestlers too. Now I'm going to so. say this, that there are some bad black wrestlers too. I mean, let's just be fair here. Top dollar. Let's not uh, pretend like. Well, I mean, we mentioned Ahmed Johnson, and of course, there's just like anything else. But just like anything, um, there's good and bad. Then again, did wait a second? I think that Rhea Ripley challenged Charlotte Flair. She did. She did. So I think the Elimination Chamber might decide who uh, Bianca gets. Who does it? Yeah. I I think I don't know. There, there's so much Ember Moon. Good stuff yeah. here, man. And all of these guys, whether we're talking about Scorpio Sky or Mia Yim, or we're talking about you know, Red Velvet, Jack, Velveteen, even Velveteen, mm-hmm. or Red Velvet, yep. Whether we're talking Kenny King or Ray Candy or Drew Onyx, I mean, Aja Kong, we could probably do full episodes on a lot of these guys. In fact, the Darren Young thing I think is fascinating. I would love to do an episode on Darren Young. Um, so another guy who might have been able to been a long-term champion, but you know, situations is we haven't even talked about homosexuality in wrestling, Justin. It's a whole different topic. So absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I hope that Justin and I did respect for what it deserves, which is, you know, black wrestling. It's fucking awesome. And I love that so many wrestlers have, used wrestling to get themselves which is sad but a lot of black people in the 50s and 60s they had to use athlete athleticism to get themselves to that level you know right and they were probably still disrespected right well i mean in society the famous black people in that era african-american were all probably athletes in the 50s 60s and 70s i mean you did have rare actors with Cindy Potier, um, you 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 had to be you a know, superstar basically. Yeah, you couldn't right. just be a normal. You had to work harder and be so good that they couldn't ignore you, right? I mean, exactly. Um, and you had to be smart too because you had to mm-hmm. deal with this social circumstance. I mean, I think overall, even to this day, I think they that they have to work harder um in I'm many just, industries and instances I'm, than the average person or not the average person that the non-black person uh, who, has who to was the athlete that died recently uh was it a celtics player um bill Ir- irvine or bill russell bill russell 
Yeah. I mean, you remember, you know, he was much more popular than most of these wrestlers, right? And the dude would go yeah. to his car and have his car all fucked up and stuff. Well, Bill so, Russell played in the, you know, 60s and 70s and, you know, 50s, Well, you 60s, know, and 70s, that's what we're talking about, Bobo Brazil. We're talking and he, about... Yeah, and, you know, he won 11 championships. It was, in the, you know, the era of, like, Wilt Chamberlain and all that. And that's, that, that's a sport that wasn't as popular as it is now, basketball. It wasn't um, back then. No, no, 50s, 60s. But it was, po- it was still, I mean, they mentioned it in the news and stuff, right? Yeah, but it's nowhere, I think, really, you know, ma- a whole other topic My, to Mike, begin with. But yeah, but basically uh, Magic and Bird, okay. ma- Magic and Bird rescued the NBA from irrelevancy in the 80s. Wrestling uh, and basketball. There Can we you do go. that? Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Maybe. But, uh, <laughs> It'd be a stretch, but we could do it. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. At in ring art, Justin at John Ensman is me, and we are at Wrestling and Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you guys. Tell us who we missed. Tell us the wrestlers that we didn't mention because we want to talk about them. And absolutely, uh, we we love any feedback, especially and you know, in a sensitive topic like this. You know, tell us where we fucked up. If we said something wrong, we're interested in hearing that too because we try to be as inclusive as possible to all our listeners and definitely to wrestlers as well. Thank you, guys. Justin, anything else you have to say? Uh, thanks for listening. And um, March, you know, 30, March 31st. March 31st, the countdown is on. You know, we'll be probably in our podcast in the next coming weeks. Uh, more information and more exclusive stuff will be revealed. And then we're going to do hopefully a live show that weekend. So that would be awesome. We'll figure it all out and we will let our loyal fans know. We appreciate you guys so much. And Justin, you've said what you needed to. You guys have a great night and we will see you later. Goodbye.